Well, some interesting news when it comes to real estate, not only in this city, but right across the country. The sale of luxury homes, and by the way, this is how I know I'm getting old, because I'm just looking at this article in front of me on the screen, and it's got a picture of a palatial estate, just a a great mansion in the uh, bridal path. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm thinking, that's a lot of upkeep. Man, look those lawns and uh, those window keeping those windows clean. Thanks, but no thanks. But apparently, a lot of people, a lot more people, are saying yes to luxury homes, both here in Toronto and Montreal. Sales of luxury homes for the first half of the year in both of those cities have spiked. Meantime, they've fallen. They've dropped in Vancouver. So, what's going on? What gives? Let's ask John Pasalis, president of Realosophy. He is on the line and joins us now on Global News Radio, six forty Toronto. John, good afternoon, and how are you, sir? Very good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I want to start by asking you just how do we classify luxury real estate in cities like Montreal and Toronto? Is it homes valued at a million dollars and more? Well, I mean, in in particular in cities like Toronto and Vancouver, I don't think most people would would call a million or or greater luxury anymore. It's probably probably over the $2 million bracket. Um, but again, the definition is really specific to to, to the, the city that we're looking at. But you know, there's the sort of very high end is probably considered sort of the four million plus price range. Yeah, I was really wondering about that because isn't the average price of a home here in the Toronto area in excess of uh, is it seven hundred thousand dollars now? Exactly, it is. I mean, and if you're looking at buying a, a freehold house, so like a semi or a detached, not a condo, I mean, you're definitely you know appro- approaching a million dollars in the city. All right. Well, sales of properties over $1 million jumped by 5% in the first half of this year in both Montreal and Toronto. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, so a couple of different dynamics. I mean, the GTA is seeing uh, an uptick. I mean, after the stress test last year, things were kind of cooled down for a little bit. Uh, and now with interest rates falling, I guess Torontonians are a little bit more confident in the market. So we've seen strong growth over the past three months. Um, and, and that's just, again, confidence, interest rates, uh, people jumping back into the market. And Montreal has really seen a lot of the spillover from Toronto's housing market that had declined. A lot of the investors have moved there, so they're seeing a bit of an uptick in their market as well. Well, that was my next question. The people buying these uh, homes, these luxury homes, is it uh, investors? Is it foreign investment, uh, do we know? Or are these people uh, residents of the area just upgrading homes? Yeah, we don't have the stats on that yet. I mean, in particular, uh, in cities like Montreal, we don't have those numbers. I mean, anecdotally, we hear a lot of the buyers that are moving to Montreal's market uh, are investors. You know, some are domestic, some are non-resident because, you know, unlike Toronto and uh, and Vancouver, Montreal does not have a tax on uh, foreign buyers or non-residents, so uh, it, it's a, a little bit more of an attractive market. And on top of that, it's a far more uh, affordable market when you're comparing it to Toronto and Vancouver. Is that why Vancouver seems to be a bit of an anomaly here, that uh, Toronto and Montreal have both seen a spike in luxury home sales uh, in the first half of this year, but uh, Vancouver, uh, we haven't. Is it because of the foreign buyers tax, do you it's, think? Yeah, it's not just that. It's, it's actually one part of that. I mean, Vancouver and the B.C. government in particular have put in a whole series of taxes trying to curb uh, non-resident investment, vacant homes, luxury taxes they have. So they put in a lot of policies that kind of, uh, make it less desirable for people to just invest in houses and sort of use homes as piggy banks. Um, and because of that, their, their market's getting hit a lot harder than, than the city of Toronto is and, and certainly than Montreal is. 
Yeah, it's staggering the numbers when you look at it. 261 foreign sales made between March and May of this year. You compare that to the same time frame just three years ago where there was nearly 2,000. I mean, that's quite a drop. Yeah, it's actually a huge drop. And again, a lot of this is a combination of their, you know, their foreign buyer's tax. And they do have, you know, additional taxes on, you know, people basically who own homes who uh, are not declaring any income taxes at those properties. So they're effectively leaving them empty. Um, for the most part, you know, and, and they're getting really, really steep taxes on those. And it's, sort of, it's making it a lot less desirable for people to invest in those markets. And what is it uh, saying? Is this a bit of a test market to Vancouver for people such as yourself that uh, are in the real estate uh, game, watching real estate uh, closely? Are, are people watching Vancouver very closely in the fact that this uh, foreign buyer's tax and these other taxes you mentioned are having on the market? Yeah, absolutely. I do think we're, people are keeping close. I mean, I don't think the Ford government uh, in Ontario is going to be very eager to put in similar policies, but I mean, I think it's certainly important to watch because a lot of the real estate industry, you know, have been arguing for years that, um, you know, foreign buyers are not a factor, uh, vacant homes are not an issue, and, and we're obviously seeing now with all of these tax policies in places that they are actually a very big impact, uh, and they were a big factor, and it's really changing behavior in, in Vancouver's market. Well, so much so that Vancouver's housing sales fell to a 19-year low in June. So uh, what is that doing to the average homeowner, do you think, John, in Vancouver and uh, the value of, uh, you know, what is probably the biggest purchase anybody will ever make uh, their home? I mean, for people who own, I mean, certainly they're seeing values uh, decline a little bit. Um, but again, I think it's providing a little bit more affordability for, for home buyers. I mean, I don't feel too bad for homeowners. I mean, they've seen such a rapid increase in the value of their home. I mean, I think, uh, you know, they, they, there's room to give up a little bit of value there, um, you know, to see a little bit more affordability for tomorrow's home buyers. Well, meantime, back here at home, it was uh, 2017 that the provincial government implemented this non-resident speculation uh, tax, which uh, I think it's currently set at 15%? Correct, yep. Yeah, and uh, do you expect that over time to have the same sort of effect on our housing market uh, that we're seeing take place uh, right now in Vancouver? I mean, not quite as much because Vancouver has, uh, like I said, a number of additional policies beyond just the non-resident tax. Uh, and I think it's the combination of all of them that are really cooling Vancouver's market. So certainly the non-resident tax in, in Toronto is having some effect. Again, we're seeing that kind of with the, the spillover of buyers moving to Montreal. But I think to really have a, a, a big impact, you know, we probably have to see some additional measures similar to the ones that the B.C. government has put in place. All right. And just finally, uh, get you out on this question. Uh, do you think that there's going to be some pressure on the Ontario government to follow suit to what B.C. has done to further cool uh, Toronto, as a lot of people complain about the housing prices, particularly, John, first-time buyers that are trying to get into the market? Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, we haven't really seen that yet. I mean, I think, of course, there is this, this pressure about uh, affordability and these concerns. But um, we haven't really seen a strong case or lobby for, for the Ontario government to do something similar to B.C. Um, but, you know, who knows? I think maybe uh, if the market does rebound in Toronto, we might start to see that becoming a bigger issue. All right. We'll leave it there. John Pasalis with us this afternoon. John, appreciate the time as always. Thanks Pleasure. so much.